This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Pastor, in a recent sermon that you had here at Founders, you were talking about how, well, we were talking about discipline in the church and, um, and really how to approach people in discipline. What are the, the steps laid out for us in Matthew 18? Even uh, recently, you're speaking on divorce and reconciliation, mm-hmm. forgiveness, all those very important conversations and topics that we need to discuss. And you had brought up the point about how um, some people in evangelicalism or even in the church are seeking to uh, outsource the confrontation of sin to somebody outside of the church. And this is namely in like counselors, psychologists, and it seems to be a growing movement, even within and an encouragement within evangelicalism to do that. And the main thing they're questioning is, is if the church is really adequate to deal with sin issues. And you, you issued to our church a caution, and you said one of the subtle ways in which the adequacy of the church is attacked is in the area even of biblical counseling, which we would encourage. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you could elaborate on that a little bit. I've got a few follow-up uh, questions and ideas and elaborate on what you mean by that. Sure. So if we take, uh, let's take both sides of the concern. First, the outsourcing of mm-hmm. what the Word of God has tasked the church with. So in any realm uh, of the Christian life, whether it says, you know, in our case, uh, husband, father, whatever realm in which God has given us responsibility, we don't have the right or the freedom to just abdicate those responsibilities, give them away to someone else. In the same sort of way, what what the Lord has entrusted to the church collectively, corporately, we don't have a, a right or the freedom to just give away. God has tasked the church. He's given the responsibility to the church. And one of those things is dealing with sin in its own midst. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I want to say, given the, the current culture, which is very critical of the church and always second-guessing what has happened in churches and sometimes a parade of people who will talk about how, how they've been mistreated, and there's no doubt. There, there have been churches where people have been mistreated, and God hates that, and we would hate that. But I, I do want to say, I, I think the vast majority of pastors and churches are doing their very best to deal with the sin issues in their midst. You You meet with things that in some cases, especially if we think about uh, young pastors, they've never dealt with before. They're doing their mm-hmm. very best with the Word of God in hand to deal with these issues in a way that would honor God and be good for the people involved in the problem, trying to rescue people from sin and its destruction and shepherd them, guide them in a way that they obey the Word of God. We don't have a right or the freedom to, to, to give that away. The Lord has given that to the church. so. You know, the question of adequacy, is the church mm-hmm. adequate to handle it? Well, I don't think the church bats a thousand on that. I, I don't think we, we always deal with every situation perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this, secular counseling doesn't deal with it perfectly either. Mm-hmm. Lawsuits, things of that nature, th- they don't see those issues perfectly either. Mm-hmm. So the, the question is not, do we handle these things perfectly? The question is, have we been tasked by God with the responsibility to deal with these things according to the scriptures? And should we do it in a way that is uh, reverent, conscientious, loving, above all, seeking to glorify God and to achieve what is good, God glorifying and good for the people involved? Yes, that's the responsibility given to the church. The other side of the, the issue we talked about has to do with the sufficiency of Scripture, and that is who in the church is competent to give counsel to mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the biblical answer to that is anyone who knows the scriptures, who, who has the Holy Spirit and is led by the Spirit and with wisdom to apply the Word of God to the problems they meet with in people's lives. That's, that's our competency in the Lord's church. The true sufficiency for people's problems is found in the Word of God. So the best thing we can do for anyone is to know the Word of God and bring those passages, those verses, to bear upon people's questions, problems, needs in a, in a way that is accurate and right. So there's no doubt people have to mature in the Christian faith. They have to be saturated with Scripture. I would even add, uh, I think there's a, a measure of, of life experience needed to be a good counselor to mm. other people. So you mm -hmm. walk through these things and are able to have some wisdom in the areas that you're speaking to. But what you don't have to have is some sort of specific counseling training mm. or some sort of counseling certificate mm -hmm. to be tasked by God with the responsibility of helping your brothers and sisters in the Christian life. That's mm. something God has given to the church and given to each of us as individual believers. Mm. So I think the danger is twofold. One, thinking that I'm not competent to help another believer unless I have some sort of specialized training. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, on that same side of the ledger, I would say there's a danger in thinking that just because you've had some specialized training, now you're an expert counselor. Yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> just like you can graduate from a seminary right, and not yeah. really know the Word of God, yeah. you can graduate from a counseling program and, and not really be a wise person. Mm -hmm. So, And a church can be a healthy church without having a counseling center or... Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. The other side of the problem is on the part of of church members, believers, thinking that unless they have a, someone who's been uh, trained to give counseling advice, they don't really have to listen when a fellow believer comes to them with the Word of God in hand. Mm -hmm. So if you talk about the, mm -hmm. the process of church discipline, mm -hmm. it begins one-on-one, -on -one, then two or more, then you tell it to the church. Well, what are we to envision with the one-on-one -on -one, uh, or the two or more? Common, everyday fellow believers who love you enough to recognize and raise concerns in the interest of rescuing you from what would destroy you in sin. Mm -hmm. And everyone is competent to do that. And you need to listen, uh, whether someone has specialized training or not, mm -hmm. to confront your sin issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned wisdom and discernment. And so you would even say, if I'm hearing you rightly, that you would, though in the church, you would recommend certain people to be in this, um, in this position of of wisely counseling someone through whatever it is they're dealing with because of wisdom and discernment, and not everyone, uh, generally speaking, not just anyone, even though the, the, the command to, you know, from Paul to the church is really everyone should be bearing up one another's burdens. Right. Or, yeah. Well, you and I, we're, we're fellow elders in this, in this church. Mm -hmm. We have 12 elders. We have roughly 1,000 people here. And there's no way that 12 men mm -hmm. can deal with all of the issues of 1,000 people. So there, it's not uncommon at all that someone's struggling in an area, and what do we do? We, we try to team them up with someone who's further ahead than them in the Christian mm -hmm. life, who has wisdom mm -hmm. that can, can walk with them as they're learning about the issues they're struggling with. And some of those people that we link them up with have had specialized training through ACBC, so they, mm -hmm. they've had counseling training. But some of those people have not had that training, mm -hmm. but they're very wise, mature Christians. Right. And I don't have any less confidence, nor do you, mm -hmm. in those people than the people who've had specialized training. Yeah, that's right. Because mm -hmm. what, the, what the issue comes down to is, do you know the Word of God? Mm -hmm. Are you walking by the Spirit 
Do you have wisdom? And are, are you able to help people apply the scriptures to their needs? Mm. That, that, that's the measure. And so you're not saying or discouraging anybody from that, that, that is thinking like, hey, I've grown in my faith over the last 10 years. I would like to get some more training to mm. be able to apply the scriptures in people's lives, and so I want to do an ACBC certificate. You're, you're not saying right now that you're discouraging that sort of thing? Not at all. I'm not discouraging that at all. We mm. have people doing, doing that here mm-hmm. at our church, and it can be a tremendous blessing mm-hmm. as long as we think rightly, yeah, rightly. about mm-hmm. that training. We talked about this in a Q&A at our, our church here recently. If, if you were to say to me, Richard, what qualifies you to be a pastor is not is not merely your seminary training, I would say amen. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the training by itself doesn't qualify me. Mm-hmm. There, there are men who have been trained in seminary and are disqualified as pastors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so that's not what qualifies someone. And in the same sort of way, while counseling training can be a help and can be a good tool, it doesn't by itself qualify someone to be, um, to be good at helping others with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. What if the, you have a um, person in the congregation that really feels hesitant to share um, what they're going through with, say, an elder, and they just feel more confident to share what they're going through with somebody who has that sort of training? Mm. Yeah, I, I, would, I would always encourage uh, our congregation, and thinking now about those who are listening to us, you know, who are members of their own church wherever they belong, Mm -hmm. we need to think rightly about the church. We need to think in terms of ecclesiology. How does God organize the church? Well, those shepherds, those elders are shepherds. They are called to watch for your soul. Mm -hmm. They're going to give an account. So let's pretend for a moment that I'm not an elder here and someone comes to me with their problem and they want me to help them. I'm free to help them, Mm -hmm. but I want to do that in a way that respects God's design for His church which means I want to link them up with the elders of my church so that whatever help I'm offering is under their guidance and, mm-hmm. and with their oversight. And then in some situations, I actually want to hand the problem off to the elders because they're called by God and, and qualified by gifting, by mm-hmm. experience, by knowledge of the scriptures to be able to help people in ways that I might not be able to. So I think this is how I want to encourage people to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like in the family, right? Husband and wife have different roles. Children have different different role in the family. What you never want to do is undermine any of that structure that God ordained in the name of achieving something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, the sa- same sort of thing, same sort of respect needs to be given to the organization in the Lord's church. Yeah. And um, one time I was listening to an interview with somebody very famous, very prominent, kind of in this sphere. And this person had said to a big audience, um, if, if somebody comes to you in, in your church and that is going through a major issue, you should not go tell it to the pastors first. You should go straight to um, like a counselor and somebody who is um, who's trained, a psychologist. And, um, and then, and of course, we do have some legal responsibilities here in the United States if it's a we certain do. sort of uh, severity. But... If everyone took that perspective, what does that do to the church structure in your opinion? Completely undermines the scriptures, yeah. I, I would ask that person respectfully, where do you see that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. So I think it comes, we, we continually come back to this, to this issue. Is the Bible the Word of God? Is the Word of God sufficient for mm-hmm. life in the Lord's church? Mm-hmm. What responsibilities has the Lord assigned to His church and mm-hmm. to the elders of that church? and to the members of that church in terms of how they respond to what God has ordained in the church and with the elders, et cetera. And is, is, it, is it enough? 
I mean, do we need something outside the scriptures to, to live life in God's family well? Mm-hmm. And if our confidence is in the Word of God, then we're going to look, look for our solutions there. And if we do, then life in the Father's house, so to speak, is, mm-hmm. is going to be in accordance with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I would strongly disagree with anyone who has that mindset. We're living in a day of credentialism. That's true. People yeah. throw their credentials mm-hmm. forward to gain authority. And in many cases, what's happening because of credentialism is nonsense. The substance of what they say is not, is not good, it's not true. But then they, they, they want you to listen and to believe them and to submit to them because of their credential. Mm-hmm. Here's the training I've had. Here's the degree on my wall. And so you should listen to me. And we as believers measure what we listen to and believe and embrace, not by the credential you have, but by the standard of Scripture. Does this agree with the Bible? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I reject it. Mm-hmm. And no matter what credential you hold, uh, the Bible is the truth. And our Lord prayed for us in John 17, Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your mm-hmm. word is truth. And that's where we look for our sanctification, mm-hmm. our growth in holiness. Mm-hmm. It's the word of God. And the church is the support of the truth. It is, it sure. is the pillar and support of the truth in this world. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.